There I am. All right. Welcome, Grace Point, to Thursday night teaching. Good to have everybody on board. We're going to finish up Matthew 16. Could have finished it up last week, but wanted to just get a few more thoughts in. We'll finish it up. We've been in this chapter 16 now. This is our ninth study. There's been some thoughts that I've wanted to get across so much, and that's to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us the Scriptures and to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal Christ in us, who Christ is. That's a lot of this teaching. And we left off in, I think, around verse 25. I'll just pick up, I'll read from verse um, 25 to the end of the chapter, and we'll just kind of finish up. For whoever will save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. What is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father and with his angels. Then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, there are some standing here which shall not taste death, Till they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom. Okay, so Jesus has told them to follow Him. They've got to deny themselves. He said, I'm going to a cross, and I'm going to die on that cross. I'm not bringing an earthly kingdom. My kingdom is not of this world. It's still the same today as I taught. There is not going to be any politician that's going to save this country. If anybody saves this country, it's going to be Jesus. It'll be revival. It'll be reformation. And it'll be because the church of Christ is praying, using their authority of binding and loosing that Jesus talked about in verse 19. will be binding deception. I like, I've been praying against corrupt, evil media over and over. And I've been loosing, asking God to send new media that'll tell the truth. Not my truth, the truth. I was, that encouraged me when Elon Musk, whatever you think of him, it encouraged me when he bought Twitter because we know now that they suppress so much information on many things, COVID and politicians. And we know that. That's not even, shouldn't even be controversial. They did. Whether you agreed with it or not is not the point. Well, I bound the lies and the deceptions, and I'm loosing the truth. I'm asking God. I'm using my authority, praying for a change. I'm also praying for a revival in this country because I know, like what the Lord was trying to teach them, He's going to a cross. We're not going to take up guns. I'm not shooting anybody. Okay, I'm not filled with hate. You know, they're like you know the 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 current transgender and. All these things are trying to impose on people and allowing kids to have or wanting kids to have sexual operations when they're minors without their parents' consent. That is government overreach. It's evil and it's wrong, okay? That's the kingdom of this world. And some people will have to take a stand against those things. But our stand is not, not one of hatred and revenge when we stand for the truth. Sometimes standing for the truth is going to require us to suffer. Do you think Dietrich Bonhoeffer might have suffered for standing against Hitler? He lost his life. Richard Warmbrand, the ministry, the voice of the martyrs. Richard Warmbrand 
was thrown in prison, I think all told, 13 years of suffering, barely getting fed, living in a cold cell, uh, many of those guys being tortured for Christ. That's his book, Tortured for Christ. Why? Because he kept preaching the gospel. I think he was from Romania. He kept preaching the gospel in a communist and an atheistic country. And by the way, if you support communism, either overtly or you know, if certain parties go off with communist principles, you are damning this country. Because everywhere communism goes, it brings suffering and poverty and oppression and tyranny. Everywhere it goes. And that communist party, no matter what they call themselves, they take control of a country, they will absolutely limit your freedom of religion and your freedom of speech, and you will not be able to preach Jesus, and you will not be able to say what you want to say on anywhere, YouTube or anywhere, because your free speech will be suppressed. I cannot believe people vote the way they do. I'm not saying you have to vote one way, the, the way I vote, but you cannot vote for people that believe in the suppression of religion and free speech and believe in evil. You cannot do that. But I do not believe that our Savior is going to come from Washington. There comes a time, there, and there may come a time right upon us, where we're going to have to suffer for making a stand for Jesus. And I don't mean making a political stand. I mean making a stand for Jesus and making a stand for righteousness. Because they may tell you now that you're not allowed to be against transgenderism, transgenderism and the promotion of it. But the next step is you're not allowed to teach your kids about Jesus. You're not allowed to share your faith. You're not allowed to teach your own people in the body of Christ what the Bible says about sexual, mor sexual morality. We don't have an axe to grind. The Bible teaches that sex is for a man and a woman in marriage. If you're living with your boyfriend or your sweetheart and you're not married, it's a sin, just like homosexuality is a sin. Sex is for marriage. That's how God ordained it. That is a Christian belief from the beginning when God created man and female. And there may come a time where the church has to suffer for that because our salvation comes from heaven and it doesn't come from Washington. But I believe if we pray, pray to God, and we use our authority that we can change things in this nation. It won't be from a president. It'll be from a praying church. It'll be from a church that Jesus is Lord of that church. It'll be from a church that's willing to deny itself, take up its cross, and follow the Lord. It'll be from a church that doesn't try to save its life, but is willing to lose its life for the gospel. It'll be for a church that loves its enemies and does good to those that persecute it. It'll be for a church that will allow Christ to live in them to stand for the truth without being hostile and angry, but to make their stand for the truth.
And folks, that's going to require taking up a cross, denying ourselves. If you don't have the ability to even pray a half hour a day, how are you going to stand when they try to take your Bible from you? The only recourse you'll have is the flesh. Your anger, complaining, bitterness. Because you're not intimately supping with Jesus now, praying and building up resources to be able to stand in the evil day. I've been teaching these last few weeks and I'm winding up. If we're following Jesus, we open the door and we sup with him. I'll say this, Brian, and I'm going to end. One of the biggest persecutions that I see, and even in my own life, what the Lord is teaching me, even beyond the morality in our country and all these things that are going on, sometimes I kind of joke a little bit about it on Sundays, but to be honest with you, it's not funny. People are being confused and their lives are being torn apart because they're being taught evil is good and good is evil. It's not funny. But one of the biggest persecutions that the church will face or some of the things is when you believe in a supernatural God. When you're going to step out and stand on the word of God and believe that the works that Jesus did, you can do them too. When you believe that the power of God is available in your life and you're willing to stand and preach the gospel and believe in the power of God. Not everybody likes that when you believe in miracles and you believe in the Holy Spirit. A lot of people like a safe religion, a quiet religion. They don't like it when you're bold for Jesus. They don't like it when you're doing miracles for Jesus. They don't like it when you're standing on the scriptures. You can be persecuted for many reasons. But if we're going to stand with the Lord, then we've got to be willing to lose our life to gain His. And His life, His power and His life is enough reward of its own. And then in this text, and we'll end here, in this text... He said, when you stand before God, he is going to reward you. You'll be rewarded for God for losing your life and following after Christ. So we'll end chapter 16 right there, and we'll pick up next week on chapter 17, and I'll be wearing a different shirt next week. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye.